Welcome to Undiscotted Podcast, brought to you by Maria Dornell, Realtor, helping families open the doors to their dream homes. Hi, I'm Corey Felton, host of Undiscouted, and today I have a very special guest, Coach Jesse Watkins from Coastal Georgia. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing good, doing good, trying to stay healthy and, and stay safe during this, uh, this COVID-19, and, and if you do the right thing by wearing your mask and, and taking care of yourself and taking care of your bodies, you can get through this. Amen to that, Coach. Taking full precautions and, you know, taking care of yourself at the same time. Correct. Can you give us some background information? Well, um, I, I've been coaching for a little over 25 years, and I've, I've spent a lot of my time changing uh, changing a lot of kids. And actually, uh, the school that I'm at right now, it was a junior college uh, when I played here and ended up leaving from here and finishing my degree at Lincoln Memorial University in Harrogate, Tennessee. And after that, I decided uh, it was time to uh, start my career. I had two blown knees, and I decided to start go ahead and get into college coaching. And I started at my alma mater, Lincoln Memorial University, and went from there. Uh, after I left there, I ended up coaching high school for one year um, to try to work on my master's degree. And I left there and ended up going to Wabash Valley Junior College, where we won a uh, national championship there in 2001. Um, had a very good team. Two years out, I was there. We went 69 and four. Uh, after I left there, um, went to the University of Southern Indiana and started coaching there. Um, my second year there, we went to the championship game in Bakersfield, California, and ended up losing against Kennesaw State at the time when there was Division Two in Bakersfield in the championship game. So we were runner ups. And then after that, I got back into high school again, started a family, um, did some training. Um, started that in Cincinnati, Ohio, coached at Mount Healthy High School. And then I went back to college and coached uh, one year at Ashland University. And now I became the head men's basketball coach here back at my alma mater, Brunswick Junior College, which is now the College of Coastal Georgia. Man. So that's, a, that's a short story. It's <laughs> a very short story. Long journey, but a very short story. Man, and that's two decades of coaching under your belt. Two decades of it. And I love it. And, uh, I was thinking to myself, I don't know what else I'll be doing right now. Uh, retirement is kind of questionable, but I enjoy being around my team and my players and watching kids grow and helping kids, you know, develop their goals and, and try to reach their goals and move on. Coach, that is awesome. That is awesome, helping kids reach their goals. Um, speaking of that, Coach, over your career – as a basketball coach, you have coached in multiple divisions. How was each one of those experiences? It's big time. It's, it's all about teaching. Um, teaching is the biggest thing I know. And when you're at the high school level, you try to prepare your kids to be ready to go at the college level. And then from the college level, you know, you try to prepare your kids, the junior college, prepare those kids to get ready for the NCAA level and let them know what it's all about. And then at that level, you know, once you reach the NCAA level, you try to prepare them for life expectancies, whether you're trying to go and play in the NBA, developmental league, get a career uh, that you, you decided that you want to come and, and get your degree in. You try to prepare yourself. So each stage has a, has a stage of preparation. And that's the biggest key about being at all those levels. You know, the, the best level I've, all, I've been at was 
you know, at the junior college level because you have those young guys for two years and you try to make them understand the fact that you got to compete every single day. You know, life is about competing every single day. Once you step out of your home or your dorm, you're always going to get challenged. How you accept that challenge is totally up to you. But we want to prepare yourself. We want to prepare you and, your, and yourself to try to do things the right way to overcome those obstacles. And when you do that and you see yourself succeed, I think you've done a, a great job as a coach. Yeah, you have. You have done a great job if someone is fully prepared to go to, to the next level. That's why I had to ask that question because you coached on the multiple levels and multiple divisions. You get the chance to see players from beginning and almost to the end of their careers or further their sales, but most importantly, the preparation along the way. And watching some athletes mature is amazing. Yeah, I, 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 the biggest fortunate thing I've had, you know, I've, I've had so many, I've got so many stories I can tell, but one of the greatest stories I can tell is I had a young man, we had a Wabash Valley during college um, my last year there. And I watched this young man grow from a guy who got in trouble all the time and, and had, a, had a big background, a terrible background. But yet still, this young man developed himself and kept himself together and ended up being one of the best defensive players in the NBA and by the name of Tony Allen. Wow. Uh, I watched this young man just work his tail off and just did everything it took just to get to his goal. And his ultimate goal was to get to the NBA. And he did it. And he did it, and he never let up. It was he never took a day off, and he was a perfect fit for what uh, the Boston Celtics wanted, and, and and that was it. And he just never he never stopped working, and he's still working to this day. Coach, that's an amazing story, and that's what's needed right now yeah. because a lot of kids come from you know all types of environments, and some of them just need that hope and focus. And they use sports as the outlet, and they use academics as the outlet, and to combine both and to be able to compete every single day till you reach that ultimate goal, which is the NBA for a lot of basketball players. But for those who don't make it to the NBA, they have the opportunity to, to go to college and, and gain an education and then go back into society and be productive. And we, and we try to teach, we try to teach these young men to do the same exact thing, you know, whether you NBA is not your stop. You know, work on the MBA. And if MBA is your stop, you take that master's degree and you try to work on making whatever it takes for you to go to school to get that degree. You try to focus on doubling that when you get your, you know, get your job. Now, I tell my players, you know, it may cost me $25,000 for you to go to school at College of Coastal Georgia. But once you get out of College of Coastal Georgia, you try to work yourself up to make $50,000 a year. You know, I know it's tough, but that's your ultimate goal. If you know you can't make it to the next level, to the league, your goal is to try to make $50,000 and it costs you $25,000 to go to school. And, and we, we, we dial in on that with our guys from the day one when they get on our campus and we tell them that's how it works here. That's how you become successful at the College of Coastal Georgia. Wow. I'm going to have to adopt that, Coach. If you can't go to the NBA, you need to try to get to MBA. <laughs> I'm about to adopt that, Coach. Yep, yep. Exactly. So, Coach, um, the class of 21 is right now in a little limbo because in most states, they don't know whether they're going to have high school sports or not. And there are a lot of recruits in each one of these states. Could you give some advice to a recruit right now? 
my advice to you is just get in touch with as many coaches as you can, uh, no matter what level that you're at, junior college, uh, whether it's the NCAA, Division One, Two, Three, somebody's going to have a take a chance at you. But don't stop working. Um, when also you just got to find ways to communicate. I mean, nowadays we, you know, back when we did recruiting, we had to talk to other coaches, and still other coaches do the same exact thing. Sending film out, we had to go and watch you. Now with this cover thing that's going on, put together a nice film. Um, and, and try to send it to as many coaches as you can and, and get their contact information. You know, some coaches still like the idea of having a letter written to them and, and sent to them. Those are the biggest fundamentals I can tell you about. Try to get your name out there as much as you can. And don't give up. Just because the coach never contacts you back, don't give up. Contact the next coach. Contact the next coach. And, and be realistic of where you want to, where you think you can play. And and always, always stay in contact with the, with the people that helped you along the way. Um, I know I've, I've done that as a recruiter. I've always called my Division One contact, my Division Two contact. Hey, you got a kid that you know that, that can play at our level or do you know somebody out there that can help, you know, that, that needs help to get in the school, that can play for us, you know, my style of play. And I get phone calls back from all of my contacts and tell me this kid will be a great addition to your program. I know what you're running. He, he can help you out. And we just do our background check. Um, a lot of kids, what they do when they send film, they send film of them dunking a basketball. I don't know how many films I've gotten where a kid will send me a highlight film of him dunking a basketball. I want to see you put the ball on the floor, dribble. I want to see you pass. I want to see you shoot. I want to see you, you know, being coachable. You know, when it's time for a huddle. I mean, those are the great, those are the things that's going to get you somewhere. Uh, not just showing that you can dunk a basketball, put it between your legs, because you don't fit anybody's program. You just fit a highlight film. You might as well get ready to go play for somebody like, you know, nothing against the Holland Gold Charles, but, you know, uh, and one mixtape. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and and that's, that's what you're trying to prepare yourself for. And then when you talk to, when you talk to a coach, don't just talk about where you want to go. Cause some, some guys want to talk about, I want to make it to the NBA. I want to be able to play overseas. Once again, just talk, I want to be able to get my degree. You know, that's what coaches want to know. Cause if you're working to go towards, to get your degree, then those guys don't have to worry about you in the classroom. You know, that that's the ultimate goal because when you when you get there saying, Hey, I want to go to the NBA, then you really don't care about your academics because that's the reason why you're in school. You gotta care about your academics. That's what's going to keep you in school. Pretty much. Coach, that is great advice. That is actually that is A one advice to have right now. Because I think a lot of recruits, um, every, like I say, everyone wants to go to the next level. And they're playing basketball. Everybody feels like, you know, I belong at D1. Some players need to obviously look at, you know, D2, JUCO. Look at where you fit in at. And also on top of that, maintain your grades. You know, academics plays a part when the body doesn't perform anymore. You cannot take away the academics when the body breaks down. And that's one of the things I talk to kids about all the time. What if you, God forbid, go to college and you tear that knee up? What would, you, what, would, what would be your next move? If it was solely the NBA, then you might be a little depressed in, in your life. I can tell you, there's a lot of there's a lot of NBA players, and I've been around them. There's a lot of NBA players who tell a lot of these young guys the same exact thing. You're, you're not prepared to be at that level right now. Sometimes it takes you some opportunities to stay in school for four years. You know, take Tim Duncan, prime example. 
he knew he was not ready to leave out of Wake Forest. That's how re- that's the reason why I respect him because he knew at that time he was not ready, and he had a stellar career in the NBA because he stayed at Wake Forest for all four years, and he got his degree, and now he has something that he can walk that, that was not taken away from. And, and you're correct, you know, blowing out both of my knees that was taken away from me, but Lord put it fit for me to go ahead and say, you're in the right position right now to go ahead and get your degree, get that degree. Now you're going to put you in another position to teach other young men, not just focus on just playing the game of basketball, but use that talent that you have and get that degree. And then everything else will fall in place for you. And that's why it's good to have coaches like you coach the ones who understand both sides of the fence and the ones who are able to give back and mentor these kids, you know, to put them on a level head and a level street. And that's that's great to have. Coastal Georgia got a great coach up there. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I, I cherish it every day that I go into my office and to be able to watch young student athletes and young students walk around on our campus and have that opportunity to talk to these young students and, and hopefully that that one student that I've had the same conversation with, that student is being able to walk across that stage. I, I try my best to go to every graduation, whether I don't have a student that's going to graduate that year, to walk and, and see those young men and women walk across that stage and be ready to change the future in this world. They're going to make a big impact in this world. They just got to do it the right way and, and, and make their names known. And with us being a small school, we had an NEIA level, these young men can represent the College of Coastal Georgia. Coach, I like that. And I like the fact that you're you're interactive, you're proactive, and, and you're there for more than just your team. Like you said, I, I'm there whether I have somebody that's playing for me or not. I'm there to show my face and inspire someone. So, Coach, that's, that's big. All about relationships. All about relationships. That's what it's all about. It is. All about relationships. Those, those, those young students, that are crossing that stage, you may have a young man or, or, or daughter or son who is growing up and they may end up owning a business and you may remember talking to that young person and they said, hey, Lamar, I want your son to come work for me because I remember you took the time out to say something to me. So I'm going to take the time out to help you, Coach. Here's what I got for you. And coach, that's how you build relationships. And coach, that's absolutely correct. That's valuable. Relationships. That is valuable in today's society. It's not about what you know anymore, it's about who you know. Exactly. Speaking of the student-athlete, if I was a recruit, what would you look for in a student-athlete? Coachable. Um, I know everybody's probably said this word. A coachable, a coachable student-athlete is an employable student-athlete. You're, you're coachable. You listen to your coaches. You don't speak back. Yes, sir. No, sir. You take the time out to study film. Um, I, I want to see students, student athletes, whenever I go recruiting a kid, I want to see them run off the floor when their name is, is called or they're getting sub. Run off the floor. Go ahead and shake everybody's hand down the end of the bench and not sit at the end of the bench and sulk and lean back in the chair. You're engaged. That's the first thing I look at, and I, and I know that kid is coachable. The second thing I look at is, is he there for the fans or is he there for his teammates? How, how good of a teammate is he? Because if he's there for his teammates, he will help get his teammates involved, and if he has to take over the game, he takes over. If he's there for the fans, and every time something spectacular play happens for him, he's, he's showcasing in the fans 
and not just getting back on defense and working on this and working on what the coach asked him to do. Um, that's, that's my mother pet peeve about it. And when he's in the huddle, he's, he's engaged in watching the coach, not engaged in watching who's around him, who's watching him, what coach is in the stands. He's engaged in what is going to take for them to win that game as an all, as a teammate. And if he's good to his teammates, if he's yelling and screaming back at his teammates, you know, sometimes some teammates can't take it, especially at the high school level. Some teammates can take it at the college, at the junior college level because they're engaged and they want to win. They want to make sure that you win, and they're there for each other. Being a good teammate is the biggest thing for me, too, also. And, and if he's a good communicator. If, he, if he's communicating, trying to get guys to do the right thing, I'm sitting the screen for you. I got it for this. And, and he's praising his teammates if, if they score a basket or or they do something spectacular, if he's praising his teammates. Those, 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 that's, what, that's what it takes to win this game, you know. And you're not worried about scoring 30 points a game. You know, let's look at Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman was the best rebounder, you know, in junior college and, and the best rebounder in the NBA. He spent a lifetime of being in the NBA because he rebounds the basketball. Now, he wasn't a great communicator at times, but he did when he got on the court. His offensics was bad, but he was a teammate to help win games because he did his job. That was his job. You know, and, and he fit right in with the Chicago Bulls. He knew he had a role to do. He did his role. You know, Scott Pippen was the same way. Michael Jones was the same way. You know, he was the leader of the team. But those guys did their jobs. That's why they won six championships. If guys understand if you do your job, your team can win championships. Don't worry about you trying to score 30 and 40 points a game. It doesn't work that way. Coach, I like that. And I agree with you again 100%. Um, understanding your role and increasing the possibility of you being on the floor and being more of a teammate and less of about me type person. Hey, Corey, I was always I was always taught if you're good enough, they're fine. <laughs> hey, and and, and, you, yeah. and I live by that. Like, no matter where you play at, if you're really making some noise or if you really what somebody wants, they're going to find you. They're going to find you. You know, a lot. Of- it's the same way. It's the same way in business. And you know, if you're producing. And, and, and some athletic director or, or some business person see you doing your job and you're producing and you're good enough for their company, they will find you and they will come to you and they will talk to you. Now you have to make that decision whether you want to leave where you're at to make a bigger impact somewhere else or be a bigger impact at the places you're at right now. Because sometimes some, some guys leave a job and their job is not done at that certain point. And yes. they make some decisions where they, they leave and then the grass is not always green on the other side. And that's... Hey, that's that transfer portal. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> that's a whole other story, Coach. But that's that transfer exactly. portal on the college basketball level. Um, and being persistent is another thing that, you know, a lot of student athletes have to learn how to be, um, in my opinion, is just be persistent. If you have a goal, just just stay at your goal. Don't let nobody alter that. And, you know, that's, exactly. that's the way you can get in front of everything that you want to be in front of is by being persistent. Um, coach, when I was wanting to speak with you, I was being persistent. <laughs> exactly. Hey, and, and and it worked out, and, and I'm I'm happy to do something like this because it gets the word out on some some coaches at our level don't get an opportunity to tell our story. You know, coaches at a, at a higher level they can tell their stories because they have a bigger platform. Now, coaches at our level, we have to use people like you and podcasts to tell our story and get our word out on what it takes to become at our level because if you're coaching basketball, basketball is basketball. As long as you're coaching it and you're teaching it the right way, you can be productive in it. I agree. 
I agree. The sport don't change no matter what level you're on. Dynamics of it may change, but, but the sport doesn't change. And that's the key thing kids need to understand. Like, no matter where you go, you have the opportunity to grow that program, become part of that program, and leave it as a leader or leave it as somebody who just participated. That's the opportunity that you have no matter where you go at. Exactly. And, and my coach here, you know, Coach Gerald Cox, who passed away two weeks ago, my mentor, Sorry he wanted he, – he left this program in a high note, and he wanted to make sure that he leaves this program with one of his former players to do the same exact thing, to keep carrying on the tradition. And we're, we're doing that, especially with my staff. My staff understands now that the history of Coastal Georgia basketball and my staff work diligently. They do their background checks on all of our players we try to bring in to be part of our team, and, and I love them for that. I really do. Sorry for that loss, Coach. But, you know, Thank you. he instilled something in you that you're instilling in someone else. And that's that's legacy. Absolutely. That's how you continue your Absolutely. legacy. So, Coach, I have one more question. Mm-hmm. What are your goals for the season coming up? <laughs> to stay healthy. That's <laughs> number one. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's all COVID our goals. Thing, just to, oh, yeah, just to stay healthy. Um, that's number one. Uh, number two, to get my players back on campus so we can have some type of normal, normalcy here where we can get back to what we what we really love to do. Uh, and my guys are excited about getting back here. And we start um, August the 17th. They're excited about getting back here on campus. And we've been going through Zoom meetings. So, so that's goal number two. Goal number three is get back to work. Uh, our guys have a goal to to win the Sun Conference champ, Sun Conference tournament. So hopefully, you know, be ready to play in, in the national tournament. And that's a big goal. But I think our guys are ready to sacrifice a lot to meet those goals. As far as my my own my own personal goals, just keep doing what I'm doing and and, and go at a higher level to do it. You know, I, I did something last year. You know, I went through a lot and sacrificed a lot, but my next goal right now is to get to that next level where I can get my guys to understand where coach is coming from and be on the same page with me, and let's take this thing to another higher level. You know, each year I've had an opportunity to graduate. I've had really good graduating classes, and this year I've got guys that are returning to graduate that are not playing for me anymore, but they want to see the tradition and carry it on to walk across that stage, and that's what I'm all about. And just representing our, our our university, our college. That's that's my next goal. Just keep representing my college and do it the right way, and be an advocate. Um, be a be an advocate of what's going on right now with social justice and, and racism, and, and and with the Kobe thing. Just be an advocate for those people that are looking out for each other. We all got to love each other. The only way we can change right now is to go out and vote. You know, vote and help each young this young group that's coming up. Help them understand that it, it takes it takes a village. It takes a village to change, to change in the right the right way. And if we can do that and teach one, each one teach one, we can move on to being a better United States of America. I agree, Coach. I agree with that. And I love the philosophy. Coach, I really appreciate you for giving us the time today and um, sharing your story, sharing your journey, and giving us some golden nuggets for recruits and the mentoring part of your program up in coastal Georgia. We really appreciate that on behalf of Underscouted. Well, Corey, I really appreciate what you're doing too. Keep getting the word out. Keep, keep being an advocate too. And, and 
and keep enjoying enjoy what you're doing. And that's the best thing you can do. And I've learned that. Enjoy what you do and try to do the best you can do at it and take it to another level. We can always take everything to another level. Whether where you're at or what you're doing, take it to another level. You don't necessarily have to move. Find the resources where you're at and get it done. Thank you, Coach. And like I said, I'm taking one, of, you. Your, taking one of your things anyway. If you can't go to the <laughs> NBA, you need to get to an NBA. NBA. <laughs> exactly. Oh. I, I can tell you how many, how many kids I got now that are, that are getting their NBA and, and that are working on the NBA and some that have their NBA. Those guys are doing exceptionally well. Uh, and they're chasing, they're chasing another dream. So I appreciate it. You keep chasing yours. And God bless you, my man. Man, thank you. I appreciate it. On behalf of Underscouted, we out. Take it. We would like to give a thank you to our sponsors, Magaya Watches, Keeper Time and Sports, and Maria Dorno, Realtor of La Rosa Realty, helping families open doors to their dream homes.